everyone, and welcome to Behind the Data, the podcast that takes you inside the world of market research and breaks down the topics we live and breathe. I'm your host, Peter Cosmo, and today I'm joined by Lan Ha, whose official title is Population Senior Consultant. Uh, Lan and I are both coming to you from our homes. Uh, I'm in Chicago in the States. Uh, Lan is in Germany. Uh, we were both on coronavirus uh, lockdown at the moment, so um, this is kind of a new thing for us, but uh, we're going to make it work. So, Lan, how's it, how's it going over there? Well, everything is, is fine. Actually, we are experiencing uh, some quiet days here in Germany, uh, but um, so far, everything works. It's changed, but it works, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel lucky that I can do most of my job uh, here from my house. So I know I know some people don't have it as good uh, as us. And uh, obviously, we hope that we're all back at work soon. But today we're going to be talking uh, not about coronavirus, which uh, is rare for us, but we're going to be talking about the aging global population. Actually, it's relevant because uh, what we experience today, it gives us an awareness of that we are living in an increasingly aging uh, world, you know? Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, everything does relate, uh, obviously, right now to uh, to the pandemic that's going on. So, But before we delve too much into uh, the global population, can you kind of explain to us uh, your area of research, being the population senior consultant? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so basically what I do is that I analyze demographic trends using population and other social economic data, and I provide insights on how these trends are impacting economy, business, and consumers. Um, and the insights uh, should help company to adapt to population change and build more informed and long-term strategy. Um, so some examples of the major uh, global demographic trends that we are experiencing today are population aging, urbanization, um, rising migration, and falling birth rates. So uh, take falling birth rate as an example, like the baby and child populations are shrinking globally. And this would undermine the growth potential of uh, children-related segments, uh, for example, children's clothes, accessories, or toys and games. Um, but on the other hand, we also see that um, parents in many parts of the world nowadays, they have more resources to spend for their children because um, of rising living standards. So uh, the opportunities for companies are still there despite um, the decline in birth rates. Uh, but uh, companies uh, need to focus on um, products and services innovations in order to win today's parents and children consumers. Um, so basically on all these themes that I'm working on, I regularly publish report, opinions or blog posts. Yeah. Great. So let's let's circle back to this fact that we mentioned before about the undeniable fact that the population of the world is getting older. 2019, the first time in history I have written down here that the number of people aged 65 and older will actually surpass the number of children aged four and under. Uh, what are those? What are the reasons that the global population is aging? Uh, yeah, well, this is a combination of uh, two factors. Uh, the world population is aging because uh, of both higher life expectancies and falling birth rates. So on the one hand, um, there's a growing number of people aged uh, 65 and plus, or and on the other hand, the numbers of children is um, stagnating or even shrinking in some regions. 
um, and better healthcare and better disease prevention and rising living standards in many countries are helping people to live longer, which is really a good news. Uh, the global life expectancy now reached uh, 73 years old, so around five years higher than uh, 20 years ago. Um, but birth rates are also dropping. Yeah, what is the reason for that? Yeah, because uh, women nowadays, um, they tend to have less children and or give birth later in their lives, as many of them want to focus uh, first on their career. Um, and in many developing countries, uh, better education and healthcare and financial independencies also have uh, women to have more control over their fertility. Uh, and in some emerging markets like China, the rising cost of raising a child in cities also discourage uh, many families to have more children. Um, yeah, so as I say, uh, some of the trend, the trend of population aging that we experience today are partly um, the results of the past. Um, we know that in the 1950s, a baby boom is a major demographic trend in some countries. Mm -hmm. And the vast cohort of uh, post-war baby boomers are now turning 70 and up, and this push up the number of the major populations. So you mentioned that um, that there's a, a rising cost of raising a child in a city, and then you also mentioned that urbanization is a is a huge trend. So those those two things kind of play into each other. Yes, yeah, absolutely. In uh, as urban areas become more crowded, and it's uh, raise it push up a lot of costs. For example, living costs, the apartment now are expensive. So, and also education, uh, it's not for free in many countries. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's become costly for family, especially for young family uh, to have a child nowadays. It is funny that you mentioned less people, at least today, that are, are having kids. I know I have a lot of friends who are uh, in relationships, married, coupled up, and I feel like not a lot of them even plan on having kids at all. And I, I know that's kind of a, a big trend and, you know, maybe the older generation doesn't really understand it, but yeah, I, I mean, I've experienced it firsthand. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so are these, are these two trends, higher life ex expectancy, falling birth rates, is that going to continue as we enter 2020 beyond that? Yes, absolutely. Um, the trend is here to stay and the world will age even more rapidly. Uh, and in the next 20 years, we will see the population age uh, 65 and up uh, will be in the, still being the fastest um, growing age cohort globally. Uh, the number of the population age 65 and over is forecast to almost double in the next 20 years to mm. reach uh, 1.3 billion by 2040, which is around 14% of the world total population compared to 9% today. Yeah, and this is uh, a truly global trend because uh, before we used to think that um, population aging is a phenomenon that happened only in developed countries. Mm -hmm. uh, but now developing countries are aging at an even faster rate. Um, again, I take China as an example. Um, the population age uh, 65 and over in China almost double between 2020 and 2040. And this to compare with, for example, uh, only 10% increase in Japan, uh, a country which is long known as an oldest country in the world. 
So, I mean, that is obviously staggering statistics um, that I was not aware about before uh, before we started looking into this together. But now that we know, you know, it's going to continue. What does that mean for businesses? How how are they how are they adapting to this this undeniable fact that the world is getting older? Yeah, um, the fact that uh, we are living in an increasingly aging world has a lot of implication for economies, societies, and business alike. Um, and it is quite clear that there will be a sharp rise in the number of older consumers, mm-hmm. and therefore there will be new or expanding demand arising from this older consumer group that business need to adapt to in order to stay relevant in the futures. Um, And in many countries, older consumers are also enjoying rising spending power, and that makes them an even more attractive consumer group for for business to target. Um, We can look at some sector as example. For example, in the health and wellness sector, we know that um, to age healthily is the hope and dream of all people. Um, And although life expectancy, as I mentioned earlier, is increasing globally, um, the bad news is that the extra years are not always the healthy years Mm -hmm. because of age-related health problems. Uh, So things regarding mobility, eye vision, or heart disease. Um, so older consumer, they often have higher demand for healthcare and for medical treatment, but at the same time, with the desire to enjoy, to have a good quality of life in their remaining years, older consumer also increasingly embracing healthy lifestyle by eating healthier or staying active longer. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this will bring huge opportunities for the health and wellness sector uh, for products like vitamins or supplements, but also healthy food, healthy nutrition, or even health-related technologies such as uh, fitness wearable, which is user-friendly like for older consumers. Yeah. Yeah, another example for consumer goods business, we know that um, older consumer, they will give give rise to demands such as uh, clothes and accessories that better fit to their shapes or packages with large size print in order to make it uh, easier for them to read mm-hmm. or stores that offer convenient service for older consumer. Um, so as older consumer, we gain in size and in importance, uh, brands and retailer, um, we need to make their product and stores more relevant and accessible for older consumers. So what advice would you give then to a company that's looking to to market to these older consumers? Like how how can a how can a company tap into that that potential? Yeah, it's um, this market segment is becoming too large to be ignored. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for business now to understand, to explore and address older consumers' demand. Um, I have two keywords for for companies which are seeking to market to this consumer segment, which is adaptation and inclusion. Um, So what is adaptation? Um, We know that um, age factors is becoming actually blurring nowadays because many older consumers, they also buy the same thing as younger consumer. But we should remember that older consumers do have their specific needs, interests, and value, uh, and they will favor product segmentation based on this. So, for instance, um, beauty and personal care products that support major skin 
or food that fit into older consumers diet or travel package that tailor to older people's physical ability and interests. Um, so adapting products and services that better meet the needs of an aging consumer base is is really needed and um, innovation, uh, the development of new products and services that can serve the new market in our aging society, um, that would reap the rewards of the older consumer market. Um, yeah, and about inclusion. Yes. There's still a huge need for inclusion of older consumers in the retail space, in marketing, in technology and product design. Mm. Um, so for example, um, as what I mentioned earlier, the shopping experience uh, need to be more age-friendly and store uh, should make them more relevant for older consumers by having, for example, wider age or benches for older consumers to the rest. Or they may even uh, consider providing special services for, for them, such as uh, home delivery services. Um, and even the design of uh, daily product, of uh, household product, uh, small things like uh, can opener or packaged food, it should consider older people people and see if the products can be used by them easily um, so that um, business can reach a broader group of consumers nowadays. Um, and on the other hand, taken into account the rise of this uh, ageless generation, mm -hmm. older consumers are often alienated by age labels. Uh, so I think uh, segmenting exclusively according to age may not be the effective strategy anymore. And the labeling a product has to suit older people. Sure. Yeah, because most pensioners, particularly the baby boomers, they do not think that they are old and they will not buy product label as such because it makes them feel old. Um, so generally, inclusion means that company need to include and see the age uh, 65 plus consumers as part of the mainstream consumer. Overall, I think it's really important for companies to understand older consumers um, and companies should be innovative in approaching them. Maybe they even should ask pensioners or incorporating them into the development or into the design of the products. And in my research, I have seen in the last few years the a gradual shift of business opportunity away from what used to be considered as a typical silver uh, consumer market like medical and pharmaceutical product. Um, and it's toward um, a new mindset of developing new product and services uh, and innovation that um, fit into today's older consumers need. So to put you on the spot here, which I'm mm -hmm. sorry about, we're talking a lot about what companies should be doing. Have you seen any companies that are already doing this, that are starting to get into the uh, the mindset of marketing to, to older consumers? Um, yeah, I think um, we have seen many examples in many beauty products. They put older consumers on, on the and the marketing program. They say older consumer, they don't need uh, anti-aging product. It's, it's no problem to be old. It's important that company need to support them to make them comfortable. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have seen in many, many beauty products. I think in um, with regard to targeting the older consumer market, the beauty product, beauty and, and yeah, uh, sector are very uh, advancing in that area. Great, yeah. I think there are still many unmet potential in sectors like fashion or in um, food, for example. There are still many unmet potential. Uh, so last but not least, before we wrap up here, uh, can you share with us the weirdest or most interesting thing that you've come across in your research um, about population? I know it's a I know it's a, a loaded question, but this is something we we like to ask on the show. So yeah, okay, no problem. Um, actually, there are many interesting or even weird, uh, weird as you said, uh, I have come <laughs> across in my various research on population trends, but maybe today I will stick to the one that relating to aging. Sure. Yeah, you know, I mentioned Japan before. I closely uh, followed Japan in my aging research simply because Japan is the oldest country in the world and it's kind of uh, offer guidance for uh, other countries and companies around the world how to adapt to population change and to maximize the benefit of people living longer. Um, yeah, and in Japan, there's an interesting product for older people um, that is uh, robotic pets. Hmm. Um, many older people, they wish to have pet because they are seeking companion because they feel or maybe feel lonely. Sure. Um, but they can't have live pets because that requires quite many care activities daily. Yeah, I don't even think I can take care of a live pet right now, so... <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, having a robotic pet has actually become an option for some Japanese who are seeking to have pets nowadays. Uh, and in, in Japan, there are some products that is highly sophisticated. Um, so the robotic pet, they, it can navigate its environment. It can recognize people and demand hugs. So the wow. owners can yeah, build a sense of attachment to, to his or her robotic pet and want to treat it like a real child or a live pet. Yeah, which is I find really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to that. Maybe that'll become a, a global thing and I can get myself a, a robot dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lan, thanks thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for being on the show. I know I learned a lot. Yeah, thank you, Pete. Yeah, it um, was fun talking about this. Yes. And thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Data. We hope you continue as we delve into research and dissect data and everything in between. 